Welcome to our class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning a beautiful Chassidic discourse in the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called Mi Yitencha Ka'achli. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse on Shabbos Parshash Truma, which that year was the sixth day of the month of Adar, the first Adar, in the year Tafshin Membav, 37 years ago. So again, the Chassidic discourse is based on a verse in Song of Songs from King Solomon, where the verse says as follows, How I wish I can be like a brother, that we nurse together from our mother. I'll find you outside, I'm going to go ahead and kiss you. That's the beginning of the verse in Shir Hashim and Song of Songs. So Rebbe says it's known, the Chassidic Discourse, on this verse in Torah Oyer, in which is a, a powerful Hasidic teaching from from the Alter Rebbe, in the beginning of this week's Torah portion, and as we know, Torah Oyer is called the Hasidic Torah portion, and like the expression of the previous Rebbe that he said that the Hasidic discourses in the book of the books of Torah Oyer and Lekutei Torah, they go under the category of the Hasidic, the Hasidic parsha. So you have the, 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 the Torah portion, the way it's written in the Torah, and then you have the Hasidic insight into it. And in the in the winter months, we learn the Hasidic discourses of Torah Oyer. So therefore, obviously, so since this is a, one of the Hasidic discourses of, of this Torah portion, obviously it has a connection to the parsha, the, the parsha of the week, which is Parsha Truma. So says, besides, besides in the fact the, from the literal connection, uh, based on what, what it says in the Chassidic discourse of this of this uh, this of this discourse, Mi So it speaks over there about the kruvim, the, the cherubs, the faces that were on top of the ark in the temple, which it speaks about in this week's Torah portion. But obviously, besides that, even the beginning of the of this verse, Mi uh, also is connected to the Torah portion of this week of Parsha Truma. What is the connection, Rebbe says? Because we know it says in the continu- in the second verse after this verse in Songs of uh, of Songs. So the verse, so King Solomon says, um, "I would lead you, and as I'm going to find you outside, I'm going to kiss you, and I'm going to lead you all base Emi to my mother's house." What is the mother's house? What is it referring to? It doesn't mean just physically the mother's house. It's referring to the temple. The house, the, the temple, the Beit HaMikdash is called the mother's home. So in other words, so and, and generally the, the theme of these verses in, in Song of Songs is referring to what? It's referring to the temple. And not only the temple, the time the temple stood. And so, so therefore now in exile, the request is, Mi Yitencha. In other words, we wish we can have that experience we can connect again in the temple. And this is the connection, our open connection with this week's Torah portion, this verse, and in this week's Torah portion, Parashash Truma, we have the commandment from God, the Asuli Migdash. You should make to me a Migdash, a base of Migdash, I'll dwell amongst them, about the commandment of building the, the Mishkan and the Migdash, the place where Hashem is going to dwell and Hashem is going to reside, and that's basically the simple connection. So now that I was going to explain it more on a mystical, deeper level, and he says as follows. We know that this idea, that the Shekhinah, the part of God that dwells in this world, 
and specifically the Shechina that existed in the times of the Temple, in the times of the base of Mikdash. So what is the idea that the, the Shechina dwelled in the Temple? What does it mean? It was just dwelling on a physical place. It's referring to, it's connected to the dwelling of the Shechina's connected idea of Torah, to, uh, to the Torah of Hashem. Why? Because when you look at the Temple, what was the holiest part of the Temple? The holiest part of the Temple is the Holy of Holies. And in the Holy of Holies you had the Ark. And like it says clearly, God says when he calls Moitra Beinu, I'm going to call you Me'alakapoyrus, from on top of the Ark. And we know that in the Ark, you had the, 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 you had the, you had the Torah was in the Ten Commandments in the Torah, because the fact is, in the Ark, you had the, the, the Ten Commandments, and also, the Sefer Torah was there, whether it was in the Ark or next to the Ark, you know, based on the two different opinions in the Talmud, exactly where it was. But there's no question about it that the Ten Commandments were definitely in the Ark, and the Torah was either inside or next to it. So the same thing also. So we see again, there's the direct connection with the Beis Migdash and the idea of the concept of Torah. So the same thing also, even after, unfortunately, a temple was destroyed, and let's explain that land in the Chassidic Discourse, and especially in the other Hasidic discourses from the different Chabad Rabbeim in the generations afterwards, that many of them services were printed and were publicized, and like it says in the Talmud, that from when the temple was destroyed, the only thing that remains that God has, so to speak, in this world, is the four cubits of Jewish law. So when we had the temple, we had the temple and the sacrifices and all the experiences. But now we don't have the temple. So if you want to find Hashem, you want to cre- connect to Hashem, you connect to Hashem by learning and following Jewish law. So in other words, so you see clearly that the, that the Shechina, the, 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 the resting place of Hashem, what, that was in the temple, is connected to Torah. Because if after the destruction, what's left is only the four cubits of halacha, which is Torah, so how much more so in the temple that was all about Torah? And like it explained at length in the Hasidic discourse, and also the author explains it at length in, in Tanya, that the whole idea of the temple is what? Is about all about Torah. So in other words, what do we see from here? That the temple, what's the essence of the temple is all about Torah. When it, when it was existed, you had the Torah, and even today, the connection to Hashem is through Torah. And this is basically the, the, the idea and the essence of the request of the Jewish people during Golos. In other words, how I wish we could be like a brother. I'll bring you into my, to, to my mother's house. What is referring to? What, what, is the, what is the mother referring to? It's referring to Torah Shabbat the, 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 the oral part of, of the Torah. As we know, we just learned that the oral part of the Torah is where the God resides in the four cubits of Jewish law. Now, in order to, to, to know Jewish law, understand Jewish law, and to know exactly what Hashem wants, it requires a lot of effort. Torah is not like a hard drive. You stick it in your brain, you know everything. It doesn't work that way. You have to learn, study, comprehend, discuss it. And, and, and the more you study, the more you understand it. So you have to learn the, the, the Mishnah, the Talmud, the, 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 the Jewish law, all the commentaries to know what does Hashem want? What is the halacha? What's the clarity of the law? So, 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 but there is one second. But the fact is, we all know there's a concept that says there's no, there's nothing that exists in Torah that's not hinted to in the in the five books of Moses. Everything, everything, everything is 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 in the written Torah. But nevertheless, true, everything is in the written Torah in its source. 
But in order to get get to the details of it, you have to put a lot a lot of effort to know what the, what practically Hashem wants, how I should live a, a lot of our life, and that happens at Tershwal Pen in the written in the in the in the oral law. And as we know, there's a lot a lot of details which is spelled out more in detail in the oral law, which is in, versus what's written in the written law. And as we know, the famous verse where it says that there are sixty kingdoms, which what, and so we know what does that mean practically on a, on, a, on a spiritual level? It's referring to the sixty tractates of the Talmud, and it says there's the Shmoyim Palakshim. There are eighty concubines. It's referring to the Brisos, uh, and, and the, the verse continues. And, and worlds, there's no, there's no, there's no limit. It's referring to all the different teachings of the Talmud. So you see, it's really all about the details. In the, in the Talmud and the Mishnah and the Brises and all the different teachings in the Talmud. So from here you see, in order to get to the end result, what is the halacha? You have to go through all this tremendous learning. And that is basically called the effort. When it comes to learning, you have to put the effort into, into it. And that is basically on a spiritual level what the verse says in, in, in Songs of Songs, where he says that we, we nurse together from our mother, referring to nursing of Torah. You learn, you discuss it, you understand it. That's the spiritual significance. In other words, when a person puts in tremendous effort, you come to what the law is. What does Hashem say? How we should live our life. As you know, it says when a person goes ahead and, and studies, and he has clarity, and he comes up with this is the halacha, this is the law, how she, how 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 we should live our life. So the, the so the, the expression is, but Hashem imoy, God is with him. That halacha kamoisa, that the law is like this person. What does it mean? God is with him. That means that the welling of, of the shechina is on the person, just like it was in the temple where it says where God says when I when I I'm going to meet you over there. In we met Moshe Rabbeinu in the Holy of Holies <coughs> next to the Ark where the, temp, where the Torah was the same thing also when we go ahead and put our effort into learning Torah that's when we create the powerful connection okay so what do we see from here so far that the powerful connection that we create today which is connected to the to, to the to the temple, which is all about Torah, is but us learning Torah today. So when we learn Torah today and we try to comprehend what is the detail, what is the halacha, that's how we connect on the deepest levels. The Rebbe says one second. But the fact is, yes, there are people that sit and learn Torah all day, whether they're in Kolel or in Yeshiva, um, or, or they, they, in their home they learn Torah. People learn Torah. It's amazing. However, that people have to do business. And most most of the time, they're not busy learning Torah and dissecting what is the Jewish law in Torah. And as we know, the represents clearly that amongst the Jewish people, there's something which is called Morei de Araisa. There's the scholars, the people that learn Torah. And then there's the, the Mari, the, 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 the people that are Uvd and Tovin. They, they do good things. They're busy doing business. So you have two different types of people. It's not one is better or worse. There are people that are involved in, in learning Torah, teaching Torah, comprehending Torah. And then there's people involved in, in, in creating a financial success for themselves, for their family, and for the communities. Because we know this goes back from literally from the tribes. Because we know, for example, there were two tribes, one, well, there was 12, but there was two of the 12 tribes. One was called Yisachar, and the other one was called Zvulun. And they had a partnership. Yisachar sat and learned Torah. Zvulun went ahead and did business. And like it says clearly in Torah, that smach zvulun v'tisachah, zvulun is happy by going out and doing business. The yisachar boyalecha, and yisachar is the one that sat and learned Torah. In other words, yisachar was busy, so to speak, in the in the in the tens of Torah, and zvulun was the one that went outside and doing business. 
So that, going back to Yisachar and Zvulun, Jacob's children, but that also applies to the spiritual service of the Jewish people. There are those that learn Torah, and they're busy in the four amois, the four cubits of halacha, to know what does Hashem want from us. Or, for example, there was even, not necessarily halacha, you can be busy praying, etc. But then there are those that are busy doing, doing business. That they're outside of, so to speak, the four cubits of, of, of Jewish law and, and prayer. So you have both. So how are they included in this verse? Remember, says that's why the verse says, "Em I'm going to find you outside. What does it mean outside? That even those that are busy in business and being and they should be successful and they will be successful, busy earning a living for themselves, for the family, and for the community, and as they go outside, even over there, that verse says, King Solomon says in Shirish, I'm going to find you there. That means even though they're outside, and that's why you have to go find them. Because if they're inside, you go to Yeshiva, you go to the, to the base of Medrash, and you find them there, but you have to go find them. But nevertheless, what's the request? We should find them outside. That What does that mean? That even in the outside, you can find God. You don't, can't only find, you're not the only place to find God is in, in, in Shul, or in Yeshiva, or in Kolel. Even outside, you can find God. And not only that, there was a step further. What does it say in, in Shira Shirim in reference to those that are outside being doing business? So on, in reference to those, what does the verse say? It says over there, I'm going to find you outside. And it says, Ashakechadavka, I'm going to kiss you. Another specifically by those that are outside, those that are doing business. They have a deep relationship, a deep kesha, a deep bond with God on the level of Nishikin, on the level of a kiss. Specifically, which is higher than learning Torah. Why? Because when you learn Torah, whether you're learning the written law or you're learning the oral law, so how, how do you learn Torah? You use the word speech. You're saying the words. When you say the words, whether it's Shema, whether it's any part of the Torah, the written part of the Torah, the oral part of the Torah. However, the light that the business people have, that's like the love that's not expressed in words. It's expressed by a kiss. In other words, what is the love of a kiss? It's not words. It's basically coming from the internal part of the heart, which is not enclosed in any vessel or any letters like learning Torah. <clears throat> now, even though the Rebbe says that in general, you do have that type of a connection, a, a deep connection. Like it's the Rebbe says in Tanya, the, the connection of a kiss that you, have also, that you also have through learning a Torah, which is true. You can have that as well. But the main connection of learning Torah is through speech. Yes, you can have the kiss as well. But on the other hand, the, the relation that business people have with God is in the level of Neshikin. It's a kiss. It's a much deeper connection. Now, so that's the first component, that we see that what? That just like you have in the temple, you had the ark, which is all about Torah. So again, the, the people that are learning Torah are connecting through Torah to Hashem, and those that are in business are connecting, so to speak, even though they're outside, they're connecting through the level of kiss. So besides the Torah says, besides the idea of God dwelling in the temple, in the ark, which is all about Torah, so it's also um, <coughs> explained in the Hasidic discourse that this part that God comes down into the temple is connected with what? In the ark had the Krubim, the cherubs on top, which are on top of the Kapoiris. And that's why it says that they're like a brother, which is referring to the Kruvim, that's like, it's like, it's like brothers. It was two images. They're facing each other like two, two brothers. So as we know, the says, 
together. So till now we spoke about the Torah part. Now we talk about the Kruvim part, the part that's on top, which is like brothers. So in reference to the Kruvim, we know what it says in Chazal that the, 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 the there was a face of the Kruvim, and then it also had the the face of a, a human being. So was it the face of a, a cherub, right, or was it a human being? And the answer is that there were two faces. There was a big face and there was a, a small face. What does it mean, a big face and a small face? And he explains that the big face is referring to the face of a human being, which what is that referring to? Learning Torah, which is called, because when you learn Torah, so you have the, the, the you're connected to the Chachma of Hashem, so, so that's basically called the big face. The big face is referring to the human beings when we connect to Hashem through Torah. Now, the says it's possible to say that's the level of in, in Keter, there's Atik and Arach, it's a level of, of Arachantan. And then you have the smaller face. What's the smaller face? That's when, through Torah, you draw down onto a lower level. So you have the higher level, and then you have the lower level. Okay. Now, in, in the higher and the, and the lower level as well, the Rebbe says, you, you have, there's two, there's two Kruvim, two images, and you have the Kapoiris. And like to explain in the Hasidic discourse, and also in a, in a written document from, from the, from the, uh, of the of the of uh, the uh, the of the Alter Rebbe by himself, and he says like this: that the two kruvim, when it's where it says in reference to the kruvim in the Torah, it says like this: kruv echad. There was one cherub, mikatzav himself from this side, and then there was a kruv echad. There was another one from mikatzav from this side. So when it says the two kruvim, what is it referring to on a spiritual level? So it's, the Alter Rebbe says based on Kabbalah that's referring to the bottom part. Of the wor- infinite worlds, and as Hebrew, it's called Saif Oilama saying Saif. It's the bottom part of the infinite worlds. What is that referring to? That's referring to Zah, which is actually very often the small face of six midos. And <clears throat> on the other hand, you have the be- so you have the, the bottom part of the infinite world Zah, and it's also the beginning of the worlds of Bri Yitzia which is the idea of Sfiras Malchus. So again, you have two parts. You have the bottom parts of the Aryan side, which is Zah, and then you have the other part, which is Malchut, which is the beginning of the world, Briyat The These two cherubs, which is two very, very high levels, they, 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 how, how are they made? We know they're hammered out of one piece. And it was, it was, what does it mean it was one piece, practically on a spiritual level? That means it was one crown for both of them. So even though it's, it's the bottom part of the infinite Zah, and the other one is the beginning, Malchus, the beginning of Biyah, but nevertheless they come from one place, which is the level of Malchus. And there's one crown for both of them. Almost like you have a chupa, which you have a canopy. So they're both included, they, they both get drawn out from the Kapoiris, and from the crown, which is on top of the ark, and in there you had the Shechina, what, what, which was which was dwelling in, in, in the ark. So based on this, he explains beautifully again the verse that says, "What does it say in the verse?" Mi etencha ka'achli yoinek shteimi that who wish we can be like a brother that nurses from the same mother. Um, I'll find you outside. I'll kiss you, and then I'll bring you into the, the, the mother's house, referring to again to the temple. So what is the request of the Jewish people? Knows in in times of Gullus that we wish that we can be like a brother. In other words, that we can have the revelation that's in the Kruvin. What's the revelation of the Kruvin? We just learned the bottom of Ur and Soif, Bia, Zoyan Malchus, Keser. We should basically have the revelation of, of the Kruvin. I know that the, the, what, what should be drawn down into the spiritual work of both the one that learns Torah 
and both that one that does business, we should both experience the revelation of God that was in the Kruvim. So the Rebbe over here explains beautifully what is the prayer of that, king, that, that Shlomo Melech is saying, that he's saying is that every one of us, whether you're busy learning Torah, or you're out in business, the prayer is that we should experience the revelation in a revealed way of what takes place in the Kruvim, which again is the, uh, the, 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 the bottom part of the infinite world of Hashem, Zoh, and the beginning of, uh, of, of uh, the world of Bri at which comes from Malchus. Now, Rebbe goes on to say something very powerful and something very beautiful, and he says like this, it's possible you can say that the, the, the explanation of this verse, so till now we, 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 had we learned the verse, it's a request. We wish we can have this powerful relation. But the Rebbe says it's possible you can say that miyatoncha is not just a request, but it's like saying a statement. It's saying a statement. What is it, what is it saying a statement? That from the, knows, what, is the, what, is, what does the verse say? Miyatoncha. So Rebbe says me, the way we learned until now, it's a request. Me, right? Who would give? Rebbe no, me is referring to a level. Me is a level. And from me, from that very, very high level, it should get drawn down to afterwards, to the one that's like a brother to me. And like Rebbe says, like it's, and, and where do we find this? Rebbe says we find the same idea in the Kutta Torah, in Pashra Midbar. Based on the verse, we find another verse where it says, me, yitain, uh, who, you know, the little translation, who will give, that the heart will be to be in all of Hashem. So how do you translate the verse, how does Alter translate the verse, as binichusa, like making a statement, that from the level of me, what is the level of me? The level is referring to the Oyrein Saif, the infinite part of Hashem, which hovers over all the worlds, which we don't comprehend, that should give to our heart that we should have yours Hashem. So the way the ultimate translates me eating over there is that from me, from this powerful level, it should come into our heart. So the the same thing applies in this verse. That me ka'achli, that from the level of me, it should come down and be drawn into the level of ka'achli. That's point number one. Not only the says, what does the verse say? Me so first what he explained is me. That's coming from the very, very high level. Yitencha means, comes from the word of nicing, to give. Like, just like in the verse says, Miyitain will give. What is that referring to? It's referring to a very, very high level. Why? Because we all know the famous teaching that says, Kol Hanoisin. If somebody gives, they give with a good eye. So you're not giving, you're not giving. When someone gives, they give with a good eye. So when it says Miyitain, it's coming from the highest level, and Yitain is giving with a good eye. Not only that, uh, not only that, it says, this one says me. Again, we learned it's from the highest level. Yitencha, he's giving with a with a with a, with a good eye. Kaachli, that is, is is making a statement that the giving should be in a way not that it's once he gave, but it should be an everlasting giving. Just like in the verse that we learned before, that who will give and their heart should be to have or of Hashem. And over there it says la that that our or of Hashem should be forever. And like the, like the, the teaching of the Chazala tell us, anytime it says me ten kach li, the word li is something which lasts forever. So powerful teaching. Me is referring to the highest level of Hashem. You ten God gives with, with, a, with a good eye, and li it shall last forever. And Rebbe says he'd like to connect this with the, the verse in this week's Torah portion where it says, "The asuli migdash, you should make to me a migdash." God said you should make the migdash. And I'll dwell among them. 
So, so again, you see, what was the buzzword? Li. That the, the, what is the word li? Everlasting. That the migdash that we make for Hashem should last forever. So based on this, Rebbe explains beautifully, and he says, well, now we'll understand what our spiritual service is in the time of exile. Why? Because what happens in the time of exile? In the times of exile, we don't have the temple. So where are we? We're outside. We're not in the temple, we're outside. And as we are not in Jerusalem, we're not in Israel, we are not, and even those that are there, we don't have the full glory of the Beit HaMikdash. So we are outside of our home. And in here, there's two different ways of, of serving Hashem. One way, like we learned before, is by learning Torah. Mare Torah, those that are busy learning Torah. The level of Ka'achli, that we're like a brother through learning Torah, but we're outside, we're learning Torah outside. And then there's the ones that do that, do, that are in business and, and, and make money and support institutions. So they're, they're, they're outside, but a double outside. The ones that are learning Torah, they're learning Torah outside. The ones that are in business, they're in business outside. Which we learned before, that's the general idea of Yisachar and Zvulun. That Yisachar basically was the one learning Torah outside, and Zvulun is one doing business outside. But the ultimate goal is, even though we're out, for, out um, <coughs> even though we're outside, but specifically outside, whether you're learning Torah outside or you're doing business outside, what does the verse say? Eshkachacha, God will go ahead and and, and kiss us. In other words, and we know that the ultimate, uh, the uh, the ultimate of learning Torah is you learn Torah. What's the ultimate? Not just to totally put your head in the book, but the ultimate of learning Torah is that you should come out and 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 and, and, and turn, return to Hashem, tshuva. You should turn to Hashem and ma'isim toivim and do good deeds. The ultimate again of learning Torah is to return to, to turn to Hashem and do good deeds, and that's our spiritual work today. What's our spiritual work today? To, to, to went, go ahead and take the wellsprings of Torah and Chassidus and bring it to the world. Like we're doing here, we're learning Torah on YouTube. The whole world can learn Torah. I know specifically outside, that we should find the Torah outside. And in the outside, we bring the well. We don't say come into the yeshiva and learn. We take the whole yeshiva and bring it out to the world. And when we go ahead and we learn Torah outside and we bring Torah to the world, this will bring... The what it says in this week's Torah portion, where God says, make to me a migdash, make to me a holy place, and I'll dwell amongst them. When is that going to happen, like Yerba says, with the redemption, the true redemption, the complete redemption through Mashiach, when all, kahal, gadol, yeshuvu, heina, we're all going to return to Hashem. And kahal, gadol means it's a big congregation, which means all different types of ways of serving Hashem. Those that serve Hashem like the Yisachars, and those the ones that serve us come like the Zvulun, which means ones that learn Torah and ones that do business, or like Yehuda and Yosef, the one that was more the different levels of kingdom, Yehuda and Yosef, what they represent, which is also on a spiritual level, Yehuda and Yosef represents the idea of Misa action and Talmud Torah study. And then when Mashiach comes, we're going to have the ultimate completion of making a dwelling place for Hashem. And as we said before, when it says Li, it doesn't it's 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 forever. Because we're going to have the ultimate and the everlasting base of Migdosh. Like the prophet says, Migdosh Hashem, Koinin Yadech Hashem is going to make it and it's going to last forever. And when are we going to have that? We're going to have that with the, with the everlasting redemption. And this everlasting redemption is going to be a redemption. We're not going to have any more exile. And as the, the verse says, we're going to say, Ashir Chadosh. 
Not a, in a feminine way, but in a masculine way. A strong song. And we're going to have the new Torah from Hashem. The new heaven, the new earth. And when is that going to happen? It's going to happen with the redemption, the complete redemption, the true redemption, and God willing, speedily in our days. So here you see another very, very powerful, uh, beautiful Hasidic discourse. And what we see is that ultimately, whatever you're doing, whether you're learning Torah, you're doing business, God loves us. And the ultimate goal is that as we learn Torah and we do what we have to do, we will merit, like the Rebbe finishes off, the Gula Hamitis Vashlema, the true and complete redemption. And God willing, our next class will be in Yerushalayim Irak Have a great and blessed week. Shavua Tov.